So welcome to another episode of the Friday Film Club. Uh, joining me this week is Neil Henry, who you possibly know uh, as a very popular magician and um, has over one billion views annually across his social media and other such stuff. Um, and he has just launched a new podcast called Transforming with Stuart Piper. Uh, now, these two have some amazing guests lined up for their first series. So do go and subscribe to the show now so you don't miss anything. Um, and there is also an incredible first episode, but I'll let them tell you all about that. So guys, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Hey, thanks for having us, Liam. Really excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, you are my first uh, magician. Well, that's great. I mean, um, magic is uh, famously terrible on radio, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, maybe you, you can check it out. So I, I do magic on uh, mainly on social media now and my, my channel's The Neil Henry, N-E-I-L, Henry. And uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and everywhere. But um, I, you know, I also do um, like live shows, but it's mainly, mainly the online stuff we now. we started out working together when they was playing 100 seat rooms at the edinburgh festival and as you say he's now viewed it's actually two billion times a year he's got he's got 10 million followers counting right <laughs> and, but but we began in a room with 100 people and in fact i i like to uh say that i i played a really important part in his career progression uh for the wrong reasons because mm. he came in i used to be his agent i was once his agent and he came into my office and said as we haven't got the TV show that we'd got so close to, we'd been into all the, the stations, BBC, ITV, Channel, or every single broadcaster, we got so close to getting him his own show. And um, we, we narrowly missed out. And he said, I know I'm gonna create my own channel. I'm gonna create my own content and put it out direct to the masses via Facebook and Instagram. And I inside my head thought, oh no. And I decided to be honest and said, Neil, Neil, we're not teenagers. I just think it's a young person's game. I don't think that's going to happen for you. And because he was such a good friend, I was that blunt. And he, you've said to me that because I said that, he went away and said, right, I'm going to show that, Stuart. <laughs> there's nothing more inspiring to me than being told I can't do it. And I, I can't tell you, too, that, that first of all, I'm so grateful that you did that to me. Like, I feel like the universe was telling you to do that. <laughs> but not 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 just for the kick up the arse to actually do that, mm. but also for the uh, the continual, like, I continually pull on that, on that feeling that I got from you. Then, like, you know, if I if I ever feel like I'm, I can't do this, I just, or, or, or if I need a bit of motivation, I just imagine you saying, well, you can't do that. You know, mm. I've, I've even, mm. a lot of my other friends have this same thing with me that, they, they, they can get me to do anything. It's like on my stag. They, they got me to do loads of things just by saying, well, Neil, you wouldn't do that. That, that fire looks hot. You wouldn't put your hand in it. <laughs> oh, well, I have to now. I have to do it now. But, but joking aside, it is an inspirational story how Neil has created this entire industry and changed his whole life. And I use him as my, like, number one inspirational story of how anything is possible whenever I'm either coaching um, or consulting business leaders or coaching children. Um, I work with young actors right up to businessmen. And, I, and it's the story I often use, anything is possible. And that's really how we then put our heads together to want to start a podcast. Yeah. Because we've had these life transformations and we wanted to kind of share some of our experiences and then meet 
people who've had even bigger life transformations than us, people who, yeah. who are really the most inspirational life transformation stories on planet Earth. So that, that, that's kind of the point of the podcast, Transforming, is that we, I mean, so broadly, we've started off with this premise that we want to get 100 of the most incredible life transformations in the world ever. Right. So we that are alive. That, oh, yeah, obviously. That are alive. Yeah, we, we're not doing this through the medium of medium. <laughs> um, and uh, and and so so we decided to set our, our our target right at the very top for every single guest. And the first the first guest, I mean, was a dream. And we've done this. This episode is up to listen to. And it's with Wim Hof, the Iceman. You, you know, the, have you, you know, this mm-hmm. guy. Yep, I've he's actually, it, I've, I've taken a listen to the episode as well, and it's, um, it's amazing. That, oh, that, amazing! That guy is incredible. Cheers. Yeah, he's, 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 he's so amazing to listen amazing. to as but, well. But, but so, his, mm. oh, that's really kind of you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it was amazing to do, and, and not a superlative to say that it was enormously life-changing and the, one of the greatest mm. moments mm. of our lives, mm. genuinely, mm. right? So we went out there, we, we learned all about these, the, his method. We did the method with him. We jumped off a cliff head first into freezing cold water and uh, unbelievable things that I would never normally do. And now every single day, I mean, half an hour ago, the, we, we just got into, I've got a whiskey barrel in my garden filled with ice water. Yeah. And every day I get in it. And it's probably, if we seem a bit hyped up, it's because we have both <laughs> just been in an ice bath. Uh, we stripped down to our pants, got in. Honestly, it's, and it's not, trans- not at the same time. No, no, no. <laughs> but honestly, it's just like, it's like you've had a hundred coffees. It's, but in health way yeah. you can feel all the blood pumping around your body oh, and, it, and it lasts all day but, but so so the, the thing of this the, this podcast so in in that podcast as you know liam um the um, um he give we want to try and peel back the curtain behind these big transformers yeah. uh, uh, transform transformations and 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 find out you know the hows and whys and ask questions that haven't been asked before because Mm. i mean obviously wim hof is such a prolific figure right now he's constantly getting but we interviewed so but we didn't want to ask the same sort of questions and we wanted to really get to the nub of things so i think we did in that but out of that what we hope to extract from these people is little sound bites and little nuggets of wisdom actionable ones so that these this podcast series is not just about examining the best transformations ever but it's about transforming you the listener and mm, yeah. and giving you tools and hacks that, yeah tools and hacks that you can draw on in your daily life which may not even just be self-help they're just Things that you will continually use throughout the day. I mean, and boy, have we got a lot from do, him. Do you know, funny enough, to bring us to film, uh, they're making a film of Wim Hof's life. Oh, really? Um, Joseph Fiennes. Yeah. It, 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 it's a huge secret? issue. Uh, no, it's been released. Okay, uh, <laughs> if not, we'll get shot. But um, but but the the filmmakers, I very uh, had my second experience as an executive producer on a film for the same filmmakers that are making the film of Wim Hof's life, uh, an amazing company called Genesius Pictures, and they uh, we made a film called Mrs. Lowry and Son, which lives on Netflix currently. You with, know what, you know with uh with Vanessa Redgrave and Timothy Spall. Mm. An amazing cast, amazing two amazing performances. If you haven't seen the movie, I would highly recommend, wouldn't I? But I would, and and uh, I certainly recommend the Wim Hof movie when it comes out because I, I trust their filmmaking implicitly. Mm. Yeah, Total and I think class. when That's you're right. basing it on someone who's just 
just an incredible person anyway with a great life story to tell. I mean, it's going to be a good film, right? Unless you really screw it up somehow. He's, <laughs> he's overcome a lot of adversity, um, you know, and, and it's, that, it's that that's inspiring. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and from him, so we, we've, we've just, we're halfway through uh, completing the booking of the, of the first season. And already we've got Oscar winners. We've got Olympic gold medal lists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got we've got um, some of some of the some of the most inspirational people that I wouldn't have dreamt that I'd get to speak to until we started doing this. But they've yeah. just all come out of the woodwork and they want to be part of this um, this thing, which is so exciting, so so exciting. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited about meeting all these people. Yeah, and um, it, it really is. Uh, if the first episode is anything to go by, then uh, anyone listening, please do go and find Transforming uh, wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe immediately um, because it's going to be a fantastic show. Um, and I'm sure we'll plug Thank it you. a lot more through the episode. Um, and yeah, on the Appreciate subject of you um, asking, trying to be different and asking everyone different questions, uh, I'm afraid this podcast is very much the opposite and that I ask everyone exactly the same questions every time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, let's dive in anyway and uh, sure. get into it. Sure. So, straight off, uh, what are your favourite films? You go first, Jim. Oh, favourite films. Right, I'm going to have to dive in and say the film that I saw two nights ago, the most recent film I've seen, which I'm sure will change and I'm not saying... Because how do you choose the favourite film of your entire life? I don't know. But but the favourite film that I've seen most recently did rock my world. And it was everything, everywhere, all at once. This incredible multiverse movie. For me, it was everything that, you know, the Doctor Strange 2 movie wasn't quite, uh, you know, uh, sorry for... Um, for uh, being honest there, but, but I'm a super Marvel fan because uh, I have a 12 year old son called Charlie and we've seen every single one of them. And I love the original Doctor Strange movie, but this movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once was just earth shattering. It's hilarious, it's moving. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance of her entire career, I would say. That's a big call. Michelle Yeoh, big call, but I really mean it. I, it's really my favorite of her performances mm. of her entire career. And it's so funny that I think it deserves an Oscar nomination for comedy, but we know comedy performances don't get Oscar nominations, particularly in a supporting role. If they're, you know, it's hard enough when they're the lead protagonist, mm. but if as like a second lead, third lead character, that is hilarious. That's a tough call for an Oscar nomination, but she deserves one for what she does. It's hysterical. Yeah, and it's, it's just wonderful. I love the filmmakers, Daniel. They're known as Daniel, the directors, mm. the two directors. And it's just imaginative, inventive. Just, you have to, have you seen it? I haven't, but do you know what? You are, you are just the latest in a string of people to recommend it to me. And I have to say, the artwork alone blows my mind. So uh, if, if the film yeah. is, is any reflection of that, then I'm sure I'd enjoy it. It's insane. That is my top tip. What about, what about you? I'm kind of torn between two. Am I allowed to do two? Yeah, go for it. Okay, my number one, the one that I would jump to if it is my favourite film of all time, it's not quite as highbrow as yours, I'm afraid, Stuart, but Face Off, it's got to be, John Woo. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Um, I, I love Face Off so much, and I've seen it a million times, and I can't get bored of it. And I love John Woo's directing. Mm. I love, I think, I think you know, his little signature of the dove. That mm. I think that 
you, do you know that one? Yeah, yeah. You know, in every yeah, so in every film, for those of you listening who don't know, in every film, John Woo loves to have a slow motion dove appear somehow. No way, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. but I think out of all of them, I saw one. What was the one I saw the other day? Oh, was it? Did he do Mission? The latest Mission Impossible. Don't know. I think I, I, I think, think he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I yeah I I, I didn't really realize it until i saw the dub and then i looked up i was like of course it is oh, but um great. but i think out of all of the ones that i've seen of his with the dub that face-off moment when there's nicholas cage well hang on how do you say which one it is mm. it's 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 actually the character of john travolta inside nicholas cage <laughs> standing at the altar no no it's the other way around it's it's john travolta <laughs> standing at the altar with his arms out pretending to be jesus like this, and then and then the other guy, Nicholas Cage, walk comes in with a gun, and well, no, 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 and that alerts him that he's about to come in, and that 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 moment where that dove just slow motion swoops in, which is when he realizes someone else is in the church. Oh my god, that moment! <laughs> oh, you're but the whole, want to rewatch the, it. The psychology of all of that it just messes with your brain, and every time I watch it, I just think I just see another level of of um, of how to understand the film, and I, I, I love it. I love that. Ah, it's a trans- that's like the ultimate transformation. Yeah, yeah, it is. Transformation swap. Um, uh, I think um, for, for anyone that hasn't really. seen Face Off, you, you had them at John Travolta's character inside Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, Love it. Good choice. But I, I, will, I will just say another one, which is more, not necessarily my favourite film, but it has been the, one of the most inspirational films in terms of, of, um, of inspiring me to believe that I can make this stuff myself and I don't need to rely on multi-million pound Hollywood budgets to be able to do stuff and that is you may not it's quite it's quite quite an odd one this it's by Peter Jackson of the Hobbit fame um, uh, he directed when he was younger he directed something called Bad Taste did you ever see this no I have not okay so it it's definitely a look upper one wow uh, he directed Bad Taste. He did it on like a shoestring budget back in New Zealand or Australia. New Zealand, I think. No, Australia. I think he's Australian, isn't he? Mm. Uh, I don't know. New Zealand. Oh, I don't know. Well, whatever. Uh, um, um, something Antipodean. And he, uh, um, he. Are you looking at? Are you looking up? I am. He's looking up. Good man. And uh, and he um, did this thing called Bad Taste, which were, it's it's like a gore movie. It's a horror movie, but like you have these missiles getting, there's one moment where someone shoots a missile and it goes through the window of a house, outside the other window and into a field full of sheep and blows up a sheep. Now, obviously he didn't actually blow up sheep, but he, d- he used, and actually there's a documentary showing how he did all these, but he did, yeah. he did all of this with little, little tubes and ketchup and, and like really homemade stuff, but yeah. actually out of that made really professional looking if a little bit slapstick and comedy, but um, re- really good looking th- uh, special effects, which made me yeah. just realize uh, y- we- using a little bit of ingenuity, we can we can do this stuff if and, you want to. You know, you and, don't need money, money. And it's a reminder of the whole restraints breed creativity, isn't it? Yes. So often yes. there's like a Matrix one, which is amazing. And then you, they have infinite amounts of money. And I actually really love two and three as well, but there's nothing like one, mm, no, you know, yeah. and that's the, the history is littered with those examples, isn't it? Have you seen Matrix yeah. 4? Yeah, I was dis- the, what, the recent one, I yeah. was disappointed. I need it. to see it again. I really I good just... setup and ideas, but then just looked a bit 
Yeah, not 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 the one. Like uh, second half of the movie. A lot of people have messy. been saying that the that the effects are too similar to the first, and they should have they should have up come up with today's new version of. The but I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think they should have stuck. That, that it's it's the Matrix. You stick with that. That don't. It's not the effects, but the bit that I that I. I didn't find it mind-boggling enough. No, and it, the effects looked a bit cheap in places like Zoe Saldana's aging was a bit dodged, wasn't it? And yeah. Just yeah. Did you watch it, Liam? I I did not, but mm. I I'm not the biggest Matrix fan. I'm afraid the first one yeah. Yeah. was okay, yeah. but um, yeah, the sequels yeah. just just really let me down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. They've they've not aged well. Interestingly, I rewatched them recently with my son to introduce them to him because he's a film buff. The first one stands up. It's like it was made yesterday. It works. Mm. The, but the ones where there's more high, t- high spec um, uh, effects of its day have aged more because the effects don't look as good today. Right. So it's what you're saying. Yeah. It's going back to, you're probably saying that if you go back and watch um, the Peter Jackson movie, yeah. it probably still looks brilliant. It, it does. Lo-fi. It does. Do it does. I mean? Everyone listening, if you haven't, Bad Taste by Peter Jackson. I have no I idea where you'll that. find it. <laughs> Maybe YouTube. Uh, but um, it's, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. And uh, also tip. watch the documentary, how they made it, because it's fascinating. Mm. But there you go, Bad Taste and Face Off. There you go. Amazing. Um, so let's quickly touch on your least favourite films. Mm. Okay, what, while you're I've thinking, got one. you go first then. Um, um, it's the only thing... The only movie that I've ever walked out of a cinema from, and I and I even felt bad about doing that because I would never walk out of a cinema, especially with tickets, the price they are now. So this was a while ago, and that was uh, Ben Affleck in uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm. I, 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 it grated on me that it was so historically inaccurate, but then that doesn't matter. It's a film, you know. But so that's not why I walked out. I just walked, I just did not, and I love slushy romantic things, which is mm. really what that, I mean, really that's a love story with him. And yeah. Is it Gardner, Kate Gardner? No, that's my mother-in-law's name. Um, <laughs> um, the, the, the lady, the, the lady, mm. yeah, it is a love story, but I just didn't buy into it at all. And I just, I, I just was watching it, looking at how much money was spent on it. And I just thought, this, that, that's not, this this I just it just didn't get me on any level. And maybe I was in a bad mood, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's my least. Fair answer, fair answer. And it Kate Beckinsale, by the way. That's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this okay, this is not my least favorite film of all time, but it's an example of how have you ever watched a film in a in a wrong mood? And or, or, or watched the same film twice and had a totally different reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. So one of my favourite films of all time, the first time I watched it, I didn't like. Oh. And this is just the first thing that popped into my head when we asked this question. So I know I'm not strictly answering it particularly accurately, but it it, it, it blows my mind. It, and it always, it has affected my film going experiences and reviews ever more. Never to trust my own opinion, always to review myself as well as the movie. That's interesting. You know? Like, for instance, where I said I didn't enjoy Doctor Strange recently, maybe I was in the wrong mood for mm-hmm. the sequel. The first time, I can't believe I'm going to say it out loud because it's embarrassing to admit that the first time I watched this movie, I didn't find it funny. The first time I watched Four Weddings and a Funeral, yeah. it started and I was like, well, it's not funny. It's not <laughs> funny. And I was very young and my family 
think there'd been an argument in the house. There was a black cloud above the house. And we were all in a mood. We put a movie on probably to stop the arguments. And we just thought it wasn't funny. And we turned it off. And then, oh. and then oh, for all these years, everyone loved it. And I was like, oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. And of course, it is one of the funniest movies in the history of cinema. I love it with a passion. I could recite great swathes of it now, but I truly didn't find it funny the first time I watched the, the 20 minutes. You know, it's funny you say that because um, I thought exactly the same thing about Four Weddings and a Funeral. The first time I watched it, did not no get way. it at all. Yeah. No. Oh and, my God. And oh, another no, I've, film. I've got a fan Four Weddings and a Funeral was the first movie I ever saw in a cinema. Was it really? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, in Cambridge, in the cinema in Cambridge. Did you not go to the cinema as a kid? back when people used to smoke. Oh, maybe I did, but it's the first one I remember. First, I said, I maybe it's the first one that I went to without my parents, though. Mm. Okay, okay. But um, I, I, uh, that's back when people were smoking in cinemas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually don't remember that, smoking in cinemas. There's one other film that I remember feeling the same. Uh, I love it now, but um, I remember walking out of the cinema too. Um, that was The Truman Show. And I, I, I don't know, wow. again, it must have just been a bad day for me, but it, I, it just didn't hit uh, when I went to see it. Yeah. Um, and then a few years later, I saw it on the TV and loved it. So, yeah. Do yeah. you know, oh, that's just reminded me, I recently saw what I feel like is this generation's Truman Show, which was free, is it Free Guy? with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, wicked yeah. film. And it is like this generation's Truman Show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and it really made me think of that movie. Yeah, I loved it. So, I, yeah. I, I love any Ryan Reynolds. I think he's yes. brilliant. He's also an inspirational uh, inspirational guy. Like, I look to him to be, a, you know, mm. for inspiration to be a great husband, to be a great father. Oh. He'd be perfect for, for the podcast, you know. Get him on the phone. Well, do you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> We've got to finish this first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we can. Um, so uh, let's let's move on. Uh, next question: uh, Which film or TV character do you most relate to? Oh, oh, good question. Oh my oh, that's god, hard question. All right. Well, mm. well, the, I'll just say the first thing that comes to my head, but I'll probably think of a better one. I. You're going to say the cast of Jackass because you're like the, you're like the number one prankster <laughs> oh, do, in the UK. Do you know what moment. that that does that that's not bad. Probably probably more uh, Knoxville than Steve-O, if it's mm. that. But I, I wasn't mm. going to say that. I was going to say, can it be a character as opposed to an actor? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it could, um, either. I, I guess I, I would say maybe Mr. Bean <laughs> uh, because. Oh. Interesting. Do you, what, phrase the question again. Let me hear the question exactly. Uh, which film or TV character do you most relate to? Re yeah, relate to the awkward moments, the um, the stumbling through things blindly and ignorantly, but ending up landing on your feet. I, I, From the outside looking in, I'd also say that a parallel between you and that character is that it looks so you, simple, you, but but the art that goes behind the simplicity, the seeming simplicity of the comedy, is is immense. It's it's it borderline genius, and and honestly, you know, there's a parallel to your content. Your content that, is crowd pleasing, you know, big laughs for the whole family on on these platforms. But the care and attention that goes into creating that content is that, is Rowan Atkinson X. That is the biggest compliment to you. Thanks, because he is Rowan Atkinson is probably my all-time hero, and 
I've never had, apart from that one just then, thank you, I've never had such a big compliment as I did a, back when I was an actor, I did a play, a comedy, and uh, Stephen Fry came to the show. And afterwards in the bar, I was chatting to him and he said, you dear boy, I like a, a, you're a mix of Rowan Atkinson and my ironmonger. I mean, firstly, who the fuck has an ironmonger? <laughs> but, uh, but when he said, uh, all I heard was Rowan Atkinson. And then so we put that on the poster of your first Edinburgh show. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Anyway. Go on, your turn. Okay, well, so I was a, like a London agent for many years, about 15 years, representing, you know, lots of actors and superstars. Mm. And then, um, and then had a massive life transformation and, and, and walked away from it and went from being a kind of pizza eating, like double XL, like, like a cigar wielding, not quite, but almost agent to becoming, trying to be super healthy, uh, went vegan, um, took up exercising, did couch to 5k and like totally changed my life. Not quite Buddhist monk, almost. So I'd say I feel like uh, I started life as Jerry Maguire. Oh my God, that's exactly <laughs> you. You are Jerry Maguire. And then, but I like to think now I'm more like, I don't know, what's a, what's a good example of a yoga film? Like Ju Julia Roberts, Eat, Pray, Love, or, you know, something like that is where I am now. Or try to be, try to be each day. Interested. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting little journey. Uh, yeah. Mm. So I guess the, the next question I normally ask my solo guests, but we're going we're gonna to flip it around a bit here, which might be quite telling. So if your life was a movie, who would play the other person? Oh, oh what, who would play Neil? Yeah. <coughs> He'd say who would. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll go, shall I go first? Yeah. Okay. I haven't so I would say, I, well, I mean, mate, you absolutely hit the nail on the head there with Jerry Maguire. So, I mean... Tom Cruise could play you, but... Because I'm short. <laughs> no, because you run really well. And, um, no, I reckon, I reckon better than that, because you are inspirational, and, and the, the sort of nuggets you come, and you, you're very easy to listen to, and you're very eloquent, and... But he, I mean, I mean, it would be, it's very cross-casting, but Morgan Freeman, I reckon, could like play it. could play you. I love a bit of colorblind casting. Yeah. All up for that. Yeah. And I love Morgan Freeman. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm as wise as him, but I remember but he, he's, oh my God, <laughs> so fabulous, isn't he? Right. Who I, I would, we need for you, we need someone offbeat, quirky, mind racing, you know, faster than a speeding bullet. Um, and, but then can, can have, Moments of gravitas. I'm You're gonna, not allowed to say Groot. You're for, not allowed to say Groot from Despicable Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes! Uh, who you acted with once, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we played brothers in the TV series a while ago. People don't know that. People don't know. something. a TV show called 40-something. Uh, and Hugh Laurie was our dad. It was great. They're amazing cast. Hugh Laurie, him, Peter Capaldi, Stephen Fry. It was incredible. What, whatever happened to all of those guys, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... Wow. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. The Brilliant. Cumberbatch, that's what I'm going for, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just, I, I'm just imagining the movie of uh, Morgan Freeman being the... Uh, the uh, ruthless agent to Benedict Cumberbatch's character. Yeah. You can imagine it. Yeah. No, but, but it's, it's not the ruthless, like, like back when he was an agent, like I would go, I mean, he was my agent, but I was one of his smallest clients, you know, he had like, I don't know whether you're allowed to name names, but he had huge, humongous stars, like the biggest. 
and was just very cool about it. Like very much how you'd imagine Morgan Freeman. I, I go into his office knowing that he's got multi-million pound deals coming out of his ear. They're very cool and calm. I mean, that's very kind of, but the people that worked with me would would laugh and think that was ridiculous because I was I was the opposite of cool. I was like a headless chicken in oh. truth. But but but, yeah, but, but I'd been a child actor and I think I could put on a good front and I could appear. Oh. I played the role for many years of someone who was but underneath sweating like that scene in Jerry Maguire where he's calling all his clients trying to trying to stop them from going yeah. that was like my inner metronome for 15 years and it was exhausting and I did love it and there were lots of there was lots of excitement and fun and great memories but I don't miss that panicky anxiety ridden inner metronome that I lived with in in that job for me and uh, yeah I, I love her I love her there's a great line in, in Matt Haig's book the comfort book there's a line which is something like built in, in life advice it says build a schedule baggy enough to live in and that is what I did not have and that's what I have today a schedule baggy enough to live in I love that mm, yeah and I actually last night it was my birthday yesterday and so he came around for my birthday party and uh, we and he was the last he's, he's the only one that stayed the night and uh, and my wife had gone to bed and me and Stuart downstairs chatting and I said to Stuart how are you man how are you and he said in his words he said he's the happiest he's ever been in his life so, so it just far. goes to, so yeah. yeah yeah so far yeah well, that's nice isn't it yeah that's amazing yeah a, a, a sad enjoyment of the life of a, a talent agent but uh, uh good for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know I not other people do it better you know I I didn't look after myself. I lived to work, but we should work to live, you know. And I and I um mm. I didn't leave my desk, and I and I overate, overdrank, all those things. And and uh, now I really watch those things super carefully. And I I'm enjoying looking after my own health as a top priority. Mm. Then, mm. if you it's like that analogy on airplanes. You know how uh, if you've got a kid next to you on an airplane, the oxygen masks come down in emergency. They tell you to put the oxygen mask on you before the kid. I was like, what? You put the oxygen mask on the kid first, surely. But if you're not breathing, you can't help anyone else. And and uh, that was another thing about the Transformation Podcast. It was like, we've learned all these tips and tricks to live better lives, mm. right? And we wanted to share them. Mm. Um, and, and that's what we're trying to do with this journey. That's why we're teaming up. That's why we're here talking to you. We're trying to create content that lifts people up mm. um, like we were lifted up. Yeah, yeah. And again, let's plug the podcast again, Transforming, go listen to it now, it's amazing. And it's all of those things. Transforming, yeah. Um, Transforming, I think if you just, if you type into any podcast thing. uh, Transforming Neil Henry, it'll definitely come up first. Yeah. 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 Who would would play you? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Who would play you? I've I've never asked this before, so you've really put him on the spot. But do you know what, when I uni um everyone because i had much longer hair and i was a lot less um uh, clean and my, my <laughs> friends said i was spitting image of um james buckley or, or jay from the inbetweeners uh, yeah so james buckley him. i love oh, him he's yeah. funny he's so funny oh yeah. i love him brilliant brilliant yeah brilliant good choice that, that, good that choice would be my, yeah um so Oh, I need to turn the question back on you now. It's a very uncomfortable answer. That, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's your most nostalgic film? Nostalgic film? Mm. Oh. You answer this. Okay, okay. For me, 
it's Batman, the Michael Keaton, because I, I remember my parents went to see it at the cinema and I was, I was too young to go and I was so jealous to the point of anger. Like, I want to see that film. And um, I remember by the time Batman Returns came out, uh, I could go and I, it was just the coolest thing mm. in the world uh, to be able to go and see that movie. Funny enough, my auntie was was in both because she was a double and she's the legs of Kim Bassinger as she gets out of the taxi. And she's also Michelle Pfeiffer um, with a with the whip, my, my auntie Sherry. But um, I would say that nowadays our kids get a new Marvel or DC thing every week, almost every week, if you include the TV content and the online content. You know, they really do. And that's amazing. But there was a particular, and I wouldn't want it any other way, by the way, but there was a particular thrill about, like, you got a new superhero movie once every four years or whatever from any studio, didn't you? Yeah. And, and the level of excitement was so beyond anything else. And really, before Batman won, there hadn't been a, a, a serious cool, like a properly cool superhero movie. Oh, I don't know. I love those Supermans. Yeah, since with, then. Is it Gene, That's true, yeah. Gene Hackman? Was he Great, yeah, Gene Hackman. The one that, what was yeah, there yeah. was something a bit tongue-in-cheek, though, about Superman, wasn't there? Yeah, it, it, a it little was in the cheek. first dark one, wasn't it? Yeah. The Burton Batman. Mm. And it's so exciting that Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman in, in The Flash. Like, it's beyond that. That's beyond... The only thing I, mm. I slightly wish is that they were doing what Spider-Man did and they got all of the Batman back. I mean, that would be cool. The multiverse <laughs> Batman, you get Val Kilmer in, you get George Clooney in, you get all yeah. of them. But that's a slight shame they haven't pulled that off. But it is cool to get Keaton back. Very cool. Very cool. Exciting. Mm. Yeah. My nostalgic film that is both one that I look back, uh, when I think about this film, I think of my childhood. And when I see it, I am transported back to watching it. I is Robocop. Oh yeah. My God, Murphy. Remember Great Murphy choice. and and it's scary. Oh, scary. Yeah, and I saw that aged way too young. I think it must have been <laughs> eleven or something. But I loved it, and I've seen it a lot. And and um, the new Robocop didn't do it for me. I haven't seen it. It's not new. I think it's two thousand or something, wasn't it? Right, but right. actually, actually, actually. I've got better. I've got much better answer to that than much more nostalgic. But it's just reminded me of that. It's also one of my favourite films. As yeah, well. yeah. Point Break. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. FBI. <laughs> uh, oh my God, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Swayze. The Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers are in it. <laughs> they're the they're the rival gang of surfers. Um, brilliant, brilliant film. But yeah, that just That's takes it. me straight back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great choices. Uh, and before Zoom boot us out, uh, let's very quickly do uh, guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Uh, for, for me, it's anything musical. I love a musical, you know. And so, and I'm going to say, right. if we're talking, yeah. what's the favourite musical that you've seen recently? Is guilty pleasure. I'm going to go Rocket Man. Like it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant nice. movie. It should have it should have got Oscars like Bohemian Rhapsody got Oscars because both movies are good, same director. But um, but I I think Rocketman's even better. It's a bit more down and dirty. You get a bit more of the uh, of the reality and the truth of the situation. And um, mm. and I, I I found it so inspiring. Elton John, of course, w- one of the biggest life transformations in history. He was alone in a room. Um, in addiction and and he you know he made himself well and he helped the world with his cancer charity there's a bit at the end where it pops up on the end credits like 
Elton John has remained sober for X number of years, several decades, and has done this work for charity. And this, and and there he is still at the top of the charts with with Dua Lipa doing um, Dua Lipa doing uh, Cold Heart. Love it. That track you put it on yesterday in the barbecue. Oh, that was Cold the playlist. I brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, you know, he's he's just. I saw him live at Las Vegas. Thanks, uh, thanks to our friend Jason, and um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was what it was one of the best live performances I've ever seen in my life. It was a total thrill seeing Elton John live. That movie, Taron Egerton is just insane as Elton John. Insane, mm. brilliant choreography. Yeah. Some of the best yeah. film choreography of all time. The choreography in Rocket Man, love it. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Any musical, yeah. particularly that. Yeah. One. My my guilty pleasure is slightly different, as well as be you know I love films i watch films all the time i'm a big film fan but i think if at any moment in any film if a new episode of family guy came on i'd watch it over anything <laughs> um yeah we were talking about yeah. this last night fam, fam, family guy kind of trumps anything for me now if you like family guy you should also be watching watching Bob's Burgers, which is a movie at the cinema at the moment, but I'll yes. ask my top tip okay. to you. I, I love will. it, Bob's Burgers. Okay, I will. Do you watch Bob's Burgers? Yes, it's, I love it's, Bob's Burgers, yeah. Yeah, it's got heart as well as the laughs, hasn't it? Yeah, it just, it's, it's just, it... Yeah, and mm. well observed. Mm, yeah. So you can never second guess what anyone's going to say next. Yet once yeah. they've said it, you're like, yeah, that's the only thing they could have said. Yeah, brilliant writing. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait mm. to watch this. Mm. Something that could possibly rival Family Guy. That's so exciting. I know. I know. Top tip. Mm, top tip. I guess also, well, there you go. guilty pleasure is, I find it very hard to watch a film without eating some kind of popcorn or something. That's kind of guilty pleasure. <laughs> Especially for a diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I've got a question for you We're on our transforming podcast then as we're booking season one, if we were to get anyone from the world of film as a guest, who would you most want to hear us interview? Great, just great question. Okay. You know what? There is one name that immediately brings to mind and I have no idea if her life has been um, transformational or inspiring or anything, but I think she's hilarious um, in any talk show she's ever appeared on. And that's Anna Kendrick. Oh, brilliant. love her. No, 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 mate, that's so funny you should say that. That My wife, Charlie, is one of her heroes, and we were making, when we were originally making English, she put Anna Kendrick down. Oh, I love her. Do you know what? Amazing, Once, yeah. I also had a big, she's, she's one of my, like, absolute, oh, my God, I could marry her. And I once uh, was sat on a stool in Soho House, West Hollywood, next to her, but too, was too shy to say hello. Oh, Stu. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, missed but, opportunity. Yeah, I don't the know, irony is now. If God, if there's ever a celebrity that you can just introduce yourself to randomly, it's Anna Kendrick. She seems so affable. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I miss my moment. That's a yeah. life lesson. Don't miss your moments. Yeah. Take every opportunity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be, but yeah, we can love her from afar on the silver screen. Wow. Maybe maybe we'll have her on the podcast and see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure she's married with kids, isn't she? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. She should yeah. be. She should be. Lovely, lovely girl. Mm. There we are. Well, yeah, good question. That's an right. amazing answer. Okay, Anna Kendrick, she's going on the list. Yeah. She's on the list already. 
basic. Yes. I'm underlining her. I'm putting her in bold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So before uh, I let you go, uh, do remind everyone how they can listen to the podcast and otherwise connect with you. Okay, cool. So um, our podcast is called Transforming. Type in Transforming Neil Henry on any of the podcast things and it will come up. And it is a, um, a journey talking to some of the most inspirational uh, people who have gone through inspirational journeys in the world. And it's the podcast that will transform you, uh, giving you lots of tips and tricks how to um, squeeze the most amount of sunshine out of life. Um, and, uh, and it's funny as well. And you can get there via Neil's socials as well. So if you want to follow Neil, it's the Neil Henry on most platforms. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to shoot me a message on uh, Instagram or whatever you uh, do, um, I try to answer all of them. And uh, I try and stay as active as I can on that. So if you do want you to get... really try to answer anyone when, you, when you've got millions of followers? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you do that? Just, well, it's, it's fun to interact with people. Well, I think that's probably why you've got millions of followers, I guess. Uh, maybe. Because you interact with them. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, they're clever. Yeah, like chat them up. But no, if you if you do want to if you do want to chat and you've got if you've got something uh, you want to suggest for our podcast or someone that you want us to hear, Ooh, um, yeah. let us know on send me a, a DM on Instagram or something. Brilliant, Daniel Henry. Amazing. Uh, well, it has been incredible talking, guys. I look forward very much to hearing more of the podcast, and uh, hopefully, I'll find a reason to get you back for a sequel sometime. Oh, thanks, Liam, and Thank thanks for having us, having us on. I've really enjoyed this. Yes, thank you so much for having us. That's it for this episode of the Friday Film Club. I do hope you enjoyed it. And of course, you can listen back to all previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And remember as well to connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at the Fry Film Club. We will, of course, post links to all of our guest info in the show notes. So look out for that as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.